This is Points North, a show from Interlochen Public Radio, where we hear about life in northern Michigan through the news, the people, and the places. I'm Dan Wanshura. And I'm Morgan Springer. Coming up later on the show, March Madness doesn't just mean college basketball. For a group of music students in northern Michigan, it means practicing more than your friends. You know, people are going to be stepping it up. I better watch out. Plus, we meet the Upper Peninsula's Poet Laureate. But first, you've all probably heard the news reports about counterfeit money circulating here in northern Michigan. Morgan, you dug into this a little bit. Uh, Do you know how much fake money has been circulated? It's hard to know the exact amount for sure. Uh, What I do know is that fake money has been detected in the following counties. We've got Charlevoix, Emmett, Antrim, Grand Traverse, and Wexford counties. I did talk to Detective Travis Williams. He works for the Charlevoix County Sheriff's Office. And he says they have a suspect they're keeping an eye on who bought $10,000 in fake money online. During a search warrant, we recovered, I think, $8,600 of that $10,000 back. All right. The suspect goes and buys ten grand in fake bills online. How much did he pay for something like that? Detective Williams says about $4. Is that all? That's it. I know. All right. What should people be on the lookout for? A couple of things. We've got uh, Chinese symbols on a number of these bills in a couple different locations. Uh, Law enforcement says we should keep an eye out for hundreds, fifties, and twenties that could be fake. And Detective Williams says it feels more like paper than money. Morgan, is there any pattern uh, in terms of where this fake money is being spent? No, not really. We've had counterfeit money at the Charlevoix Hospital, a Taco Bell, a flower shop in Traverse City, a party store in Cadillac. And I asked Captain Jim Bustle, he works for the Traverse City Police Department, why these people aren't going after bigger ticket items. And he had this to say. You know, they're small time. They take a $100 bill and they'll pop into a convenience store and buy a $2 item and get the change back. Now they have real money that they can go and spend anywhere they want. Has this happened up here before? Captain Bustle says we've had counterfeit money circulating before, so yes. Um, But he says at this stage where you can buy fake money online for really cheap, uh, we're seeing even more of the dollars circulating around the country. Hmm. Interesting. Morgan, thanks. You're welcome. March Madness started this week. The huge college basketball tournament started with 68 teams and will eventually end with one national champion. For some in northern Michigan, though, March Madness means more than basketball. For 10-year-old Ricky Bristol, it means practicing his violin a lot. I've actually practiced every day this week, almost every day last week, every day the week before, almost every day the week before. Ricky has been practicing every day because he's competing in a practice competition. It's called March Madness, and it's set up just like the college basketball tournament. Whoever practices the longest and the most consistently makes it to the next round. Around 50 students started, and right now Ricky is in the Elite Eight. That's enough to motivate him to practice between 60 and 90 minutes most days. He's worried if he misses a day, his friend Elijah might catch him. I'm so scared that he's going to pass me in the competition because <laughs> his, mo- uh, his mom's probably like, Ricky's practicing, practicing like this. You better, you better step it up. <laughs> so. The neat thing is it's kind of, kind of reinforces itself. That's Ricky's dad, Rick Bristol. They live in East Jordan. Because what happens is uh, first the, 
the thrill of the competition makes him practice more. And then because he's pra he practices more, he sees more success on the instrument. Do you, do you like Ode to Joy? Yeah. All right. David Reimer is Ricky's violin teacher and the music director of the Dorothy Gerber Strings Program. He came up with the idea for the March Madness practice tournament. People understand that to succeed at sports, we expect high level of effort, right? You know, we see people sweating. We see people bleeding on the playing field. We see, uh, you know, people uh, persevering through a lot of things. Reimer says he's trying to create that same kind of culture and intensity with his young music students. You know, there's a lot of kids who have the potential to do great things, but can you keep them motivated? Parents confirm the practice minutes of their students, and they send the results to Reimer, who adds up the scores. I would much rather have a student practice six days a week for 20 minutes a day than to practice for 70 minutes on Saturday. Depending on how far a student advances, they could win prizes like an air tour in a small plane, tickets to Avalanche Bay Water Park, or maybe just a Kilwins chocolate gift certificate. Not everyone is gung-ho about March Madness, like Blaise Seitz Marie, a fourth grader from Charlevoix. I'm not very motivated, motivated by the competition part. But she says she likes keeping track of her practicing and trying to get better each time. Right now she's practicing the fourth movement of the American Quartet by Dvorak. Yeah, I've been working on it for a long time. How long? Um, for about maybe four months. Blaze didn't quite make it to the Elite Eight round, but Ricky did. He'll find out if he made it into the Final Four on April 1st. This is Points North. I'm Morgan Springer. This year's Poet Laureate winner in the Upper Peninsula was so popular among readers that he won a second consecutive term. He was voted in last month, and IPR's Taylor Wisner spoke with him. To say Marty Ackett's was surprised to be nominated as the UP Poet Laureate for a second time would be an understatement. I was, I was absolutely flabbergasted. It's uh, still stunned for a couple days. Regardless of what he says, the Ishpeming native is a fan favorite for a reason. Reading his poems, you feel the pangs of heartache and moments of joy in equal measure. Marty says his poems are simple. The language is easy to comprehend on first listen, so he thinks people who don't read poetry much tend to get something out of it. Here he reads Waiting for Independence Day Fireworks 2013 from the anthology Undocumented Great Lakes Poets Laureate on Social Justice. Two men appear. One carries a blanket. Their hands almost touch as they walk together. They spread their blanket on the ground, the way my mom and dad used to spread towels on the beach in August, without need for word or direction, an easy ballet of arm and hand. 
Marty says living in the Upper Peninsula is ripe for writing poetry. He says the hardships of living in the UP and making it through six months of winter can be tough on his spirits. But he says he wouldn't live anywhere else. I don't know of a place, uh, any place else in the United States where I can step out my front door in the morning and I can see an albino whitetail walking down the street. There's a poem just walking down the street in front of me. And that's what, that's what really you know, draws me and keeps me here in the UP is, is that, that really hard beauty that, that exists and that um, sort of fuels what I do. Marty is currently working on two collections of poems. One is about the North American folklore figure, Bigfoot. Here he reads from his poem, Bigfoot Tries to Fix His Daughter's Broken Heart. Since he doesn't know the word love, he paints her face with clay, tenderly, with his tongue. Since she won't eat, he collects fistfuls of spring peepers, scoops them between her lips, they sing in her mouth. Marty says the poem is about those kinds of deeper struggles that every person goes through. That's what poetry really is all about. It's, it's about, um, you know, giving words to situations and emotions that are really difficult to express. Marty will travel all around the UP to spread his poetry and highlight the poets of the region who many may not know. Marty Acats will be reading his poems at the Escanaba Public Library in late April. For Points North, I'm Taylor Wisner. And that's it for the show this week. I'm Morgan Springer. And I'm Dan Wanshura. You can listen to Points North at pointsnorthradio.org or wherever you listen to your podcasts.